40 seconds in, they're like, this is bull. How, these guys are 160 episodes in. What the fuck? Dawson posted in Geekscape Games. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast. This is level 163, the post-SDCC Depression Edition. Uh, I'll be your host this week, Derek, uh, and uh, it's actually just a duo act today. Uh, we've got Courtney on the other end. Hello. How are you doing, Courtney? You know, I'm in a daze. It's fine. Um, You're in a daze. I'm in a daze. Why are you in a daze? Uh... I, I feel like every day of Comic-Con was a month long. <laughs> I feel like it was a year ago already. and It does feel like it was a long time ago. I can't believe it's like, like it's been, today is Sunday. Today is it's Sunday. almost been a, over for a week. Actually, it's been over for a week now. A week. It's been a week. I feel, so you're still deep in recovery then is what you're saying. I am not recovered. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for Comic-Con <laughs> at all. Like, I thought I was going to be okay, and then, like, that ended up not being the case. And then, like, it ended, and I wasn't prepared for that, and now it's post-SDCC, and I'm a mess. It's fine. <laughs> I miss you guys. It, yeah, it's it's all, like, I, I love the event itself, and I love being around all you guys at the event itself, but it's also, like, it feels like it's so hard to get, like, you're... We're, we're all together for five or six or seven days and it feels so hard t- to get quality time in that time because there's just like sensory overload coming at yeah. you from every direction and everything like that. And it's an amazing event. And it's, I, I actually had one of my, one of my coworkers uh, was down there this year for the first time as well. They've been trying to get tickets in the ticket lottery for like six years Jesus. and finally, finally got in this year. So they got like Thursday, Friday, Saturday tickets. And of course it's, it's such a massive event. I didn't see them or anything like that when I was down there, but just talking to them after the fact, just like, He's like, I thought I was so prepared and I had all these plans and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I told you literally everything goes out the window. Like as soon as you step foot into the gas lab district, because it is such a, such an insane event, um, which we talked about. I mean, we, we talked about it last week on the Geekscape we Games uh, podcast, those SDCC episodes. I mean, sort of. <laughs> I always feel like those those Comic-Con episodes of the show are a mess amazing and terrible at the same time like they're they're the most fun things ever to record and it's like it's like recording drunk and we're sober like all of us were stone sober and just like Mm -hmm. a mess drunk giggling yeah they're like it's like the most fun episode to record but it's also like the episode where if someone's like oh what's this geekscape games thing like 40 seconds in they're like this is bull how these guys are 160 episodes in what the fuck yeah, don't listen to um, it just don't start on those like no one should ever start on those <laughs> i mean there was some good like we 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 did kind of recap our adventures a little bit um and i don't know it's good to get i, I feel like they're it's, it's a very fun episode but don't uh don't judge us on that don't judge no, us on that. please don't. What? So, what is uh, what is your post comic on life looking like at this point? What have you What have you been up to? Um, 
Well, I had a couple days after Comic-Con, so you guys all left on that Monday morning, right? Sure did, and I finally got home at, like, midnight. Yeah, that sucks. I was supposed to be home at, like, 8, and then it was like, oh, at, like, my, my flight to Phoenix, I flew to Phoenix, which was the hot, I'm very sorry I interrupted no, you, you're by good. the way. So Phoenix was, I, I like, my flight, flight to Phoenix was delayed by, like, 40 minutes. When I stepped into Phoenix, I had to go outside for, like, two minutes, and it was Fuck 46 that. degrees Celsius outside, and I've never felt heat like that in my life. And I was like, I was like, how do, like, how do people live here? Like, this should be a, just a barren wasteland. This is impossible. Uh, <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, my God. And then something happened, and my flight to Vancouver was, like, they just kept being like, oh, it'll be 20 more minutes. And then 20 minutes later, they'd be like, oh, just 20 more minutes. Yeah. And then that happened for like two and a half hours Jesus. or something like that. Um, but I made it home. I made it home. And uh, yeah. And you had some more adventuring to do, it sounds like. So, so uh, I'll stop interrupting for you For my American friends who don't understand what Celsius is, uh, that's like 115 degrees, which is pretty normal for Phoenix. What's super funny because I ended up- Do you say it's pretty normal for yeah, Phoenix? Phoenix is disgusting. Jesus. Arizona is a disgusting place. Please don't go there unless you're going to go see the Grand Canyon, then go see that and then leave. Um, that's not fair. Um, <laughs> so my best friend, um, so I was staying with my best friend's brother and she actually drove from funnily enough, Phoenix, um, to come see me. Cause, uh, we just graduated school together and she left like within a week of graduation. Um, she's got accepted for a wonderful job in Denver and then she was staying in Phoenix with her parents. Nice. So, so were you guys doing the same program and yeah, stuff? Yeah, we had, okay. So I met her my first quarter of Evergreen. Um, and then we had, we had every program together after that. So we've, we've, we were talking about it. We've spent almost every single day together for the past like two years, um, with like weekends. Yeah. Like we spend like at least four days, four days a week together. Um, and we went from that to like, I didn't have a, I didn't take a class spring quarter. And so we didn't see each other as much, but I would still come in to see her like a couple days a week. And then um, from that to absolutely not seeing her at all. <laughs> and so it was awful and Jeez. we hated it. So she drove over um, Monday. We kind of just spent together hanging out and catching up um, and making tacos. And then we went to the San Diego Zoo on Tuesday um, because both of us are biology majors. And um, she's been going there since she was a little girl and I've never been. It's a, it's a pretty good zoo. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Um I feel like every year I've gone to San Diego, people have been like, oh, you have to go to the zoo. It's one of the best zoos. It's, so what made it not? It's a very large what, zoo. What? I'll give you that. I just feel okay. like it's very, I feel like it's a lot like SeaWorld and that like it's very commercialized. And I mm. mean, this is just my opinion and I could be being an asshole. Um, I felt like it was very commercialized. I like my zoo experiences to be a little more focused on education and conservation. And I feel like this was more about like, come see the wonderful, amazing panda bear that we're going to make you wait in line to see, which also pissed me off. I don't like having to wait in line to wait in line to see something. I had enough of that at Comic-Con. I don't need that in my zoo. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's just a little, like, and then, so the thing is, like, we were we were going to go see, we got there, like, first thing in the morning. Like, we got there before the zoo opened, went there when the gates opened, and, like, did that on purpose because we knew it was going to be hot and the animals were going to be more active mm-hmm. in the morning. And we were going up. To- Is that because it's not quite as hot yet? Like, do they yeah. just seek shade? Yeah. So once a lot it- of okay, animals are not like panda bears and things like obviously polar bears or other big predators. Generally, they aren't as active in the middle of the day or when it's super hot because it expends more energy and they're not really equipped for it a lot of the time. 
even hot weather animals will tend to just sleep through the middle of the day. Um, so we wanted to see, and that's usually when they get fed too, is first thing in the morning and then usually later at night. So we wanted to see them when they were like active. So we went over to go finally see the panda bears after seeing some of the other stuff. And like there was this line. And so we were walking. We just thought these people were lined up for something else. And I was like, oh, this is a line. And the lady was like, yeah, it's a line for the pandas. And I didn't want to stay in line to take a picture of a panda. That just seems really dumb to me. It just felt dirty. So, um, I mean, I understand that. Now, if it was a giant owl that you could ride. I mean, if it was a, I mean, we could stand in line all day. Look, that made me sick. Like, oh, physically I felt sick. I think, I think all of us like. Regrets. So, so for those that weren't there, there was uh, a pretty, the area itself at Comic-Con was actually quite a bit cooler this year, mm-hmm. I thought. Cooler as in not temperature, Overall. but like like how neat oh. it was. Um, so the Petco Interactive Zone, which has be, been renamed like the Lexus something. I don't know. Um, but there was a lot more stuff in it this year um, and a lot more like food vendors and stuff yeah. like that. So, and they had like evening activities and stuff too, which is pretty cool. Cause of course the convention shuts down pretty early. And then unless you want to go wait in line at a bar or going to a party or whatever, like there's not a lot else to do in this, in the, in the area. Um, but they had uh, guild wars two area where there was, you could wait in line. You could uh, stand up on a giant griffin and get a photo opportunity there. Uh, but it was the f- like fucking hottest day of the convention, I think. And we stood in line for this griffin for like forty five minutes, maybe. Long? It was probably less. I don't. It was probably not that long, but it felt fucking felt awful. Like... And then I think twenty minutes after that, we all hit a wall and like just wanted to. I mean, die. I hit the wall in uh, the line. To be honest, like I almost just got out of that okay. line because I was like, so I love. For those who don't know, last year I rode on every large reptile I could find. I found dinosaurs. I found dragons. I found creatures from Ark. I don't know. And so I have a bunch of pictures of me on these things. And it's it's my favorite thing now. I'm five years old. And I want to sit on all the animals. So when I that was the only one this year. That the only thing that had something that you could take a picture with or sit with was was Guild Wars two, and it was this big owl thing. And so we were in line. But I was dying the whole time because it was definitely like 90 mm-hmm. degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know. It was like, what, 40 degrees Celsius. And we didn't have any water. We didn't have any fans. And I almost I felt like I was going to pass out a couple times. And I was like, it's fine because Derek and Shane are here and they're going to take pictures with me. And then if I pass out, they're here and they can catch me or whatever. <laughs> Deal with my bloody head on the cement. Derek's, Derek's fiance has my list of medications if I need to go to the hospital. It's whatever. That was go. my that was my thing. I was like, oh, I think I said something to Shane to that effect. Hey, if something happens, Mika has my meds <laughs> <laughs> from when we went camping. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool. And then like I think that my favorite part was I was wearing my Totoro dress and I had my Totoro tattoo and people like freaked out. Oh, people were loving ah, that I shit. I loved it. No one ever says anything about mm-hmm. my tattoo. And then I was like, oh, it feels so, so special today. I should wear my Totoro dress more often. You just got to hang around conventions more often. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So then after I got back uh, stateside, stateside, I was already stateside, Washington. Um, (laughs) I've just been working. And then uh, Mm -hmm. so I have my new part-time job that um, is a part-time job. And um, I've been doing all right there. And then uh, I got really sad. I have con cred. So I had to miss a day of work. And I've just been working. Oh, no. So I have gotten to play a couple games, but like I've mostly been like waking up, going to work, coming home, showering and mm-hmm. going to bed. Because <laughs> even though it's a part time job, like... I'm working like almost 40 hours a week right now, which is kind of ridiculous. 
for a part-time job. I feel like that always, like, I feel like that seems to happen very, is it like different down there? Because you get different or no benefits or something if you're part-time, like, so do as, it seems like they everywhere tries to have you part-time, but like work you as much as possible until you say something. Like, I got signed up and they told me I would be working like maybe 28 hours a week and Mm -hmm. um, like six hours a day or like four hours a day. And I was like, that's fine. I can handle that. Um, I've worked (laughs) uh, like I got back from Comic-Con on a Wednesday and I worked Thursday and they have me working Thursday to Thursday. And then I have a four day weekend and they have me working another like eight day shift. And um, I'm working seven and a half hours a day. So I'm working under 38 hours a week, just barely which I think if I worked any more, I would be considered full time. Mm, that's the cutoff, right? So yeah. that's what they're that's what they're doing. Um, it's just because it's back to school, and then as soon as September hits, they'll be like, "Oh, who are you? What's your what, what are you what are you doing well, like, here?" Like back to school hasn't even really started. I think what it is is like, yeah, oh, really? I think what it is is like, I think someone we've had a couple people quit, and so they're like backfilling positions, and they don't have coverage. And I think it's one of those things where like it's one of those companies where they. They do the bare minimum for what they need so that um, mm-hmm. they have, like, a, a person to cover for coverage. And then Jeez. Uh, if that person calls out sick or whatever, like, you're kind of just – you're just kind of with what, with what you got. So mm-hmm. – um, but I have already reaped the benefits. I bought some t- – I bought some stuff this week. I bought some – I had to get a new phone. I got my new phone. Um Oh my god, a sweet new case and a new screen protector for my phone from a special somebody, which was nice. And then Ooh. I know. And then um I bought a SD card for my phone, an SD card for my switch, which is my new favorite thing. And the SD card or the switch? I love my switch. Oh. I wish I had bought sense. one months ago. Yeah. Why didn't you guys strong arm me sooner? Um I think we did. tried. You did, but in like the nicest non pressuring way ever, I feel. I should have been like, I bought you a switch. Give yep. me four hundred dollars. Yep. You could have done that, and I would have been like, I would have been mad for a minute, and then I would have been like, Oh no, you're a good friend. Thank you. Oh wait, this is the best yeah. thing ever. I love my switch. I can play Skyrim in bed. I, okay, so I haven't played Skyrim in bed yet, but now I'm probably gonna do that tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But I did play it on the plane, and I like the I, Mika posted a picture on our Instagram stories. Or I don't know if we made the Instagram. I saw that. That was a legit. It's like a little bottle of Jack Daniels and your so switch. I, I had to pay for I had to pay for premium seating on the flight down because there was no seats left. So in premium, yeah. Oh so in really? Premium seating, you get more leg room, which I don't need because I'm short. But um. So is premium? Is that like first class or is step, that still economy but it's with a step bigger below seats? First class. It's like it's a like mid-tier a area. So more leg room. Hmm. Um, and free drinks. So even though I didn't mm-hmm. really want to drink. I was going to get my money's worth. So I ordered my Jack Daniels and I just left it on my desk and then I took it with me and I drank it later. <laughs> but like I had my dental and Jack and I had my Skyrim and I was playing Skyrim. The lady next to me thought I was crazy because I was actually using the controllers like weapons instead of just. Uh, oh, does it have yeah. motion controls? It's so cool. Oh, that's cool. So I fell in love with that. I also bought, ended up doing an impulse buy and buying Mario Odyssey for my cousin when i was okay that game is fucking amazing um so i did a lot of car racing with my little my little second cousin he was super adorable did you say you said you bought mario odyssey or mario Mario kart Kart. i don't 
remember. It's a Mario game. Is it? Is it the one where you yep. race in cars, or is it the Mario no, jumping on Mario stuff? Mario racing in cars. That one. Okay, okay, so it's Mario Kart. I can't remember what it said. <laughs> Not Mario Odyssey, which is worth okay. buying as well. Well, I bought it because, like, so part of it was, like, I knew I wanted to get a fun game I could play with other people because I'm going to be, like, mm-hmm. Karen or whoever it was from their commercial and make friends. Um, yep. Well, and there's no better yeah, game to do that with like than Mario Kart. I think a racing game would be fun. Yeah. Um, but also my, so my, I think he's, I'm going to call him my cousin. He's somewhat related to me. It's fine. Um is like six Mm -hmm. and he really wanted to play on my switch and i was kind of using it as a bribing tool to get him to behave uh so Mm -hmm. i i bought it impulsively in the apartment and then had to make him wait to play it because it took forever to download um but i got some really (laughs) good pictures oh you bought it on the eShop. uh i just did it because i've been trying not to buy things digitally but i feel like it's just gonna happen so Mm -hmm. i did it um but actually i got my dad to play with him and I think that was the cutest oh, thing awesome. I've ever seen is my dad playing Mario Kart with his little his little nephew. And they're both just freaking in love with it. It was great. So uh, <laughs> go buy a Switch. That's one of those magic making yeah, moments like that's, that, that, that uh, you only really get with yeah, Nintendo, it was, I think. It was, it was beautiful. So um, I don't know that I'm going to buy any other games right away because I do want to play. I mean, you got like 100 hours, of Skyrim, hours to play. of Skyrim to play. I was looking at my Steam library. I have over like 400 hours of of Skyrim time on my Steam. Wow. Alone. So, I mean, I've never finished the game. See, I yeah. I really like Skyrim and I played it for the first time only whenever the special editions came out for PS4 and Xbox 1. So, I think that was the end mm-hmm. of 2016 and I probably put like 50 or maybe maybe 40 or 50 hours into that version of the game and I loved it. I could not put it down. Um, and then I started playing Elder, Elder Scrolls Online a bit, and I had a lot of fun with that. And Michaela was playing that too, and she was really enjoying that. Um, and then the VR version came out uh, at the end of last year, and I bought that. So that was the second copy of Skyrim that I bought. And that that version's really, really fun as well. And it's just having such an expansive world in virtual reality. And, um, and just like... I, you know, I think I talked about it a bunch already, but just the, it's a totally different perspective. Yeah. And I feel like you find yourself, like, I just would find myself just literally stopping on a path to look at the environment around me. Cause it was, and it, and it looks clunky cause it's an old game, but at the same time, it's so beautiful. And, and just having this completely different perspective, um, was insane like you just looking up at the night sky and seeing all the stars and everything like that was so cool and i love the idea of a switch version i love the idea of a portable version as well but i feel like in the past two years i've already started this (laughs) game and put you know played through the first 30 hours or whatever two times and those those opening hours are like the first time is cool but after that it is fucking it is hard to get through it is not exciting it is boring as shit your character sucks at everything like i don't know that i i love the idea of being not that i really ever play my switch portably like it's most of the time it's on the dock um and in that case the xbox one version that's in 4k is going to be Mm -hmm. a much better choice and plus i've already passed the beginning of that version um but the idea of being able to play it portably um is so cool and and every time i pass that game in like the store i'm like oh maybe maybe i should give this one a shot and i haven't bit the bullet yet but seeing that photo of you playing it literally on a fucking airplane uh yeah that was like i was like okay i just need to do this I'm, I'm playing i've already noticed so i bought skyrim i pre-ordered skyrim let me just hipster it up a, a little bit here i pre-ordered skyrim 
like back, back in 2011. Back in the day in 2011, I bought mm. a computer specifically to make sure, like the desktop I have, I think I purchased in order to make sure I could play that game. Um, it's pretty, it's like, pretty crazy. I built, like when I started seriously getting into like deciding I was going to have my own stuff and, and really play and purchase my own things, like that's what I based my, that was my benchmark, can I play Skyrim? So, mm-hmm. um, and I put a lot of hours into it. I've never finished the game because I... I do that thing where like I go through and I play all these different things and like a bunch of my save files got corrupted and I had to start over, whatever. Mm. But um, I've already noticed I'm playing differently on the Switch because I find it harder for me to play than it is for me to play on PC and that's part of just like how I like to play. I'm not going and picking up everything all the time like I normally do. I'm skipping certain parts. Mm-hmm. So I think when I'm playing on the Switch, I'm going to be like, I'm going to finish this game on the Switch before I ever finish it on PC. That's just, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I'm cool with that. But, like, someone was telling me, like, I posted something about finally playing Skyrim on the Switch and loving it. And they were like, well, now you can quit buying buying different versions of Skyrim. So they'll quit remaking it. And I was like, dude, I bought two versions. I bought the original and I bought this. I feel like that 10-year, <laughs> like, what, almost 10-year gap is worth is worth me not having to, uh, to repurchase or whatever. It's fine. Get over yourself. I feel like I loved, I loved it when he said that, too. It's when... Uh, for those that don't know, it was like an interview with Todd Howard, and for some, I can't remember how they got onto the topic, but he basically said like, we keep like there's there's these running jokes about how like oh you're free, and I mean Bethesda started making these jokes themselves now oh, with yeah. their E3 presentation this year, but like you're, you can play Skyrim on your fridge and on your watch and whatever, and they're basically like if you yeah, keep if you, buying you, it, you know, idiots. we keep we keep doing this because people keep buying them. So if you don't want them us to really keep re- keep releasing this game, maybe. Maybe you should stop yeah. picking it up. No, I wouldn't do. buy like the remastered. Um, I didn't bother buying because I just mod the fuck out of my game anyway. So yeah, when I think that's, I think that was bigger yeah. for consoles than it was for PC. But I also think it was like that was at a point where that was 2016. So it was five years after the initial game came out, and that is like there's a whole a new. new group of console owners and a whole new generation of people that maybe didn't have the means to play it before or weren't old enough to play it before or whatever and and now they can and it can look better than it ever has like playing it i mean it's still an aged game but they did make a lot of engine improvements and stuff like that to that version of the game and playing it in 4k on the xbox one x like it looks fucking it looks pretty yeah but also then like having it for vr Um, is different because you're that's a completely new thing and a completely new way of experience in mm-hmm, the game mm-hmm. and i would also argue that having on mm-hmm. portable like on a switch is also a new way of playing the game so also fuck you guys mm-hmm. get over yourselves yeah i think i think the main complaint that i would have about the vr version is that you can only play it in oh. vr like there's no switch it's not like it like resident evil 7 like you can just go back and forth at any point and and choose vr or not vr and this is a game they've rebuilt a lot of it for vr but like you know if you're playing if you're gonna play for two or three or four hours in a chunk like vr can be exhausting and vr can um you know i feel like it's part of what i like about uh, there's a lot of shorter games and shorter experiences in vr and i feel like that really suits itself to the medium because after a while it's like you just you do feel enclosed in this space um and if you know with things like Skyrim you just have no choice but to turn it off whereas if you could flip a switch like you can in Resident Evil and keep playing but with the headset off I think that would be I think that would be a big improvement and then not have to switch to a different save file or a different platform exactly yeah 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 
Yeah, like I don't have, I can barely fucking keep one save file on most games. Like I don't want to fuck, I don't, I don't have to switch back and forth oh, based on whether or not I want to wear a VR headset, true. right? Uh, what else have you been yeah. playing this week? Have you been playing this week? Um, a little bit this week, yeah. So I've been playing mostly Switch, which is uh, great because I hadn't touched my Switch in some time, uh, as was as we learned in the stinger <laughs> for in the last episode of the show. Um, uh, that context. And, you know, I played Mario Kart here and there with Michaela or with friends when they come over. Um, played a, a game of Birio Kart recently, which I think I talked about on an episode, um, which you can play now. Now that you have, oh. now that you have the game, do you know? Do you know how to? No. Do you know the rules? Do you I know how to play? I I raced no, against so it's... my little cousin, and then like got tired and quit. So he probably can't play because he's six, and you can't. You shouldn't drink. Oh, Birio Kart. Yeah, I know. Um, I need to do that. I don't have any friends, Derek. I guess I can play when I come come uh, to Canada. You could come here and I'll play. I'll be in Canada this weekend. Yeah, you could come here and uh, play. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm heading up Friday for the long nice. weekend. Is that yeah, this, is week? this week? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I got invited to a pool party. because you're going to miss it. You should come. I'm going to be there. Yeah, I know. I will be at work. <laughs> I'll be at work. Um, anyways, uh, so I played some Switch. I picked up. It's a game that has been on my radar for a long time probably i think it came out in december of last year and i don't know why i didn't bite the bullet sooner because especially it's like a it's like an indie game it's like 12 dollars or something like that um but it's called golf story and this is a game that is a it's kind of stylized stylistically it looks kind of like a stardew valley type game like it's that pixel art and everything like that um but it is a it is an RPG that is mixed oh with a golf God. video game. And so I've only played it for about half an hour or so, so far, but I have loved what I've played so far. So the game opens up and you are, I think you're like a kid and your dad is like teaching you how to golf. Um, and you know, you, it's just this like great bonding moment and, and everything like that. And then it kind of cuts and it's like 20 years later. And um, it kind of opens with the, whoever, whatever your character is, is, uh, having a conversation with his mom and his mom's like very disapproving. You know, he's playing golf or he's trying to get back into golf and his mom's very disapproving of it. And she's like, you know, come get your boxes from my house. And he's like, I can't, I don't have space. And, and she's like, I'm going to sell them. And I was like, I've literally had this Jesus. exact conversation with my mom. Like, I was just like, this- you're a terrible <laughs> mom. Um, and then you said that and I was like, Oh no, Derek, <laughs> I'll make you cookies. <laughs> um, I'll take the cookies. They I'll won't even the be cookies. multi-potato um, cookies. But yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, and that's, I mean, that was basically most of the chunk that I've played. And then you kind of go, um, right after that, you kind of end up at the old golf course where you and your dad used to play. And I don't know what's happened to the dad at this point, but oh I feel like God. he's probably dead. But I feel like this, it's done a really good job of even in, like, even in this short period of time, like connecting me with the characters. And it's, it just, it just feels really interesting. But also, it feels like back in, I think it was, a Game Boy Color game, but there was a Mario Golf and Mario Tennis Game Boy Game, game Boy Color games that had a, gr- a phenomenal single player aspect um, and were basically RPGs. And this Golf Story game reminds me immensely of that. And that's one of the few like RPGs are fucking long, and there's new games coming out all the time. And I have a very <laughs> short attention span, and so I'm like, ooh, new game, gotta go play this now. Those old that old Mario Golf game was the one of the few RPGs that I played all the way through, um, and instantly I got like vibes of those mario golf games from this golf story game so i cannot wait to play it some more it's like uh, and it's like very i mean it's a golf like the the 
the golf portion is obviously it's very arcadey. You have a like a limited selection of clubs, which are basically just determine how high and how far the ball has the potential to go. And then it's basically like you hit a and a power meter fills and you have to try to hit it, you know, in the right spot. It's all about timing and everything like that. So it's actually, it's this gameplay wise is quite simple, but it's, I don't know. It's just like super fun. I am probably going to play it in bed tonight instead of playing Skyrim in bed because, uh, I don't have Skyrim for Switch. Um, Tell you what, though, when I finish, and I would fall asleep in five. I would fall asleep in five seconds because I would have to play the opening uh, of the game. So you know the you know the trick, right? Is you just like you get to the point where you they they ask who you are, and you Mm -hmm. do a save file right then. So that way, if you ever want to go back and play again, Mm. you don't have to wait through that ten minute bullshit. Oh, that makes sense. That you can't skip. But it would um, probably if I were to play it again, if I were to start the game again, it would probably be on another console, because it would be the next console that Skyrim comes out on. Because I already have it on all the current <laughs> ones, apparently. You know, uh, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna. I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe we'll get the new Elder Scrolls by then. Ah, uh, probably not. We'll get two more Skyrims before Elder Scrolls Six comes out. <laughs> I will put a hundred dollars on that. Oh, um, deal. Hundred dollars. Okay. You heard okay. it here. Deal. Okay. Hundred dollars Cana- Canadian. 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 <laughs> I can't right. afford. I can't afford U.S. dollars. God. <laughs> That's like so much money. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, and then aside from that, the only other thing that I've really played in it, and uh, so I apparently got on a sports game kick and borrowed a copy of Mario Tennis Aces uh, from one of my friends at work. Um, this is a. It came out about a month ago, and it is a tennis game. That is an arcade tennis game starring Mario and all his friends. Um, and it is so fucking good. It is so much fun. Michaela and I, what, we probably played it for two hours last night. I just got, like, I just brought it home yesterday. And we probably played it for two hours last night. And we probably played it for another two hours today. Um, oh. It's just so, like, it's so easy to pick up and play. It's one of those things where, like, like there's a, we just went right to, like, last night we just went right to, the like quick play multiplayer mode and started playing and had no idea what was going on in terms of like all some of the advanced mechanics and everything like that or there'd be icons and symbols and we're like we don't know what those do we're just playing tennis and it was still fun um and then today uh i had to we got home from lunch or something like that and i had a little bit of stuff to do so i was doing that and she started the game herself and it actually looks like it has a it's got like an adventure mode single player mode where you're um kind of like in in super mario world style or or 3d world when you're that there's like an overarching world map and you kind of run to the next little section and and there's stages and stuff like that it looks like that um so there's a looks like there's a lot of single player content as well which is cool and something that i'm really into and something that sports games in the like most sports games are not super interesting because unless you're playing against somebody like just playing an an exhibition against a computer or whatever usually gets old pretty fast but this looks like there's tons of different uh uh like arenas and so so Michaela was playing one that was like a Donkey Kong theme level and so the ball behaved differently depending on the ground that uh, that you're playing on and some areas of the net actually had like piranha plants above them and so if you if you aimed the ball poorly and it went into one of those piranha plants it would kind of just it would hold onto the ball and then like randomly spit it back at you instead of the opponent um, so just kind of cool, really cool like elements that really change the game up. But it's, um, I don't know, it was it was it was really fun. It was like like each of the face buttons on the right 
side of the controller it just does a different type of of tennis ball hit um a different type of swing um that's that's the word uh a different type of swing and you can charge the swings or double tap the the buttons for a different type of the swing and then there's each character has like a special swing as well that you can only use once you get the energy filled up i don't know it was just really fast paced um like it, it, it felt like like just a lot of fun michaela she lost a lot at the beginning, but slowly got better and better and better. And then by the end, it was like she was winning a bunch too. Um, so one of those games that, you know, minutes to kind of be able to pick up and play, but like it takes could take a long time to master. And I am really excited to continue with the single player mode because it just looked like a really fun time um, in a genre that I don't typically play. So it kind of felt really, really fresh because of that. Nice. Yeah. Now, is well, like when you're playing, is it just buttons and directionals, or do you actually have like, can you? Is it like, like Wii Tennis when you could use your controller? Mm, so th- there is a mode that we haven't tried yet, but it's called like Swing Mode or something like that. And in that mode, you do hold your uh, Joy-Con and you just swing your Joy-Con um, oh, okay. to to play. Essentially, I think I don't know if that in that mode the character kind of auto runs and you're just worried about swinging or what. We haven't actually tried it yet, but there is a mode like that. But in the main modes that we're playing, um, you are using a joystick to kind of run around and then oh, the buttons okay. to swing with. Because I remember that was one of the things I loved about the tennis on the Wii, like Wii Sports Tennis. Yeah, yeah, because I yeah. I would play that game for fuck like that and bowling nerdiest Those, yeah yeah do. i don't have to yeah. leave my house and i could play tennis and bowling yes, please. <laughs> yes and they were so much fun and those were those were the perfect example of like you could fucking hand one of those wii yeah. remotes to your to your grandmother who's never touched a video game and she would have a smile on her face within 10 seconds like exactly those are those are the like those are the best example ever i think about like everyone being able to find something in a video game um and i don't know if it's been emulated since or if it ever will be but um yeah, I mean, those, were, those were pretty fantastic. I feel like the Switch is the only thing that's going to have anything like that. And mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like the motion ability on the Joy-Cons is still pretty limited, but just because I think of what the Switch is. But I, I also think that there's a kitty. There's a lot of potential there. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like I think that the all the gyroscopes and stuff are significantly more advanced than they were in the Wii. It's just that nothing's really tried to i I think the biggest thing is you have to design the games to be played in both modes so with the joy cons attached to the device or with you holding them separately so i don't know if that limits it or what um but yeah no we'll have to try that swing away mode and see 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 how that feels because yeah if i mean it's made by the same guys that made wii sports tennis so if it feels anything like that but with mario characters and everything like that it could be could be pretty fun yeah uh, but that is it for me. I know I, there's a couple other games that you have listed on the document. Is that yeah. correct? Um, I played Diablo 3. I played basically the same game. Um, <laughs> but, but with two, two different, different skins. Uh, so I played some Diablo 3 this week with some friends. And what are you? What Was that on PS4 or was that on PC? It's on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I still only have like three games for my PS4. Like I'm going to finish Horizon Zero Dawn, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to. Marshall's not listening, but I'm going to because my friend bought me that game as like a graduation present and a cheer. And it's present. a fucking great game. And it's a gorgeous game. I just haven't picked it up since I graduated, since my graduation time. Um, right. Partly because like everything got crazy and partly because like I'm just not I don't go to my PS4 to play games. I just don't. So I might reevaluate whether or not I want to have it and maybe try and see about 
offloading. So why do you think that is? Um, I think part of it is because I'm not, I have a harder time playing console games. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not very good at using controllers and I feel a lot more fatigued a lot more quickly when I play a console game. Um, versus versus like keyboard and mouse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's probably ways for me to get around that, but like, unless it's a PS4 exclusive, Mm -hmm. like God of War, um, which I do want to replay because I saw it today at work and I, I saw it on a big, beautiful 4K screen. And I was like, oh, I love that game. <laughs> also, we have the the Dad of War Funko Pops. So you can have dad and boy. And I oh, yeah, yeah. don't collect how, figurines. How have you not bought those yet? I know. I don't collect figurines, but um, I really want them. I might just mm-hmm. get them. Anyway, I think you should. I think I should, too. I feel like I, I need them. I don't need them. I think um, you need them. They're only going to be there for so long. That's true. And then if you decide you want them later, you'll have to like I'll, search I'll for them. Where right now they're just right in front of you. You just yeah. got to put them in a basket That's and true. go to the self checkout. That's true. Just check them out. Just get them. Um, but I don't know. I just I don't find myself. I think because like with my computer, my computer's almost always on and up. Um, it's a lot easier for me to get on and do that, and then I can switch off easily and do other things and then come back. Mm-hmm. Then, whereas with my PS4, I can't do that. So maybe. So do you? So for instance, on that note, do you feel like the Switch is different? Because are you typically playing Switch in handheld mode? Is that what you're doing there? Is that why? Like usually, I. So what I was doing when I have been playing it, I have been setting up the little screen so it's standing alone, and I have two Joy Cons in my hand, Mm -hmm. and I'm playing with both Joy Cons. And that feels better than playing stuff on the PS4. And that feels better than playing some. And even when I have the Joy Cons attached, so it's more like the handheld, like a giant ass nintendo thing like even that feels better than playing with my ps4 controller mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's just uh me and a hand i don't know if that's just because like i really enjoy the games i've been playing on in nintendo i mean i enjoyed playing god of war i mean you guys have not heard me stop talking about playing that game since I fucking bought it. <laughs> i've cried over that game i'm surprised you didn't go searching for god of war things at comic-con I kind of was keeping an eye out for it, but also I was trying not to spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's I think the best thing, thing that happened. I bought a print that I saw at a booth last year that I fell in love with. That cool salmon print that I bought. It's called Exploding oh, yeah, Salmon, yeah. right? I bought it. I took it to my the house I was staying at. Took real good care of it. Day I was leaving, I was like, I don't really want to hang Harry this on the plane. I know something bad's going to happen to it. Mm-hmm. Took it to UPS, went to them, said, I want to make sure this gets to my house in one piece. Can you please package it for me and ship mm-hmm. it? They said, sure, 10 bucks. I was like, done. I'm so happy. I get back to Washington two days ago, come home from work. Package is waiting for me. Open it. They fucking bent my painting. Oh, no. It wasn't like in a poster tube or something? No, because it was it was mounted on a piece of cardboard when i bought it so it was like oh, the paper okay. like the actual print and then cardboard and then in wrapping and so i yeah. asked them to to wrap it and and stuff and make sure that it didn't get ruined mm-hmm. bent it i'm mm. i'm so mad about it i can't breathe like i i mean it's fixable they're going to fix it they're going to make it better <laughs> because i'm gonna unload all kinds of angry soccer mama on them but because I'm pissed, I've been. So is it like really noticeable? Like if you put it yeah. in a frame, would it be? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's like a 45 degree angle bend in it, oh, and it's God. not a hard crease because of the the cardboard. But like, it's gonna take some time and effort to fix it. 
also just to try to flatten it again type thing and i'm gonna have to take it in and get it like i was kind of hoping i wouldn't have to get it like framed right away just because i already have like six things that need to be framed and not for right now because i don't have a house yeah um yeah but also like i paid money so that wouldn't happen and then that happened like they didn't put like a do not bend sticker on it they didn't put like extra cardboard around it like i don't understand so fuck you ups um (laughs) you're going on the list with PETA. this is not the first time i've had trouble with ups so i've had i've had three problems with them now which is three problems too many so anyway i just remembered that i I got really mad i'm sorry uh, i wanted to share my story no it's okay that's a good story (laughs) i so the best god of war thing i saw at comic-con and i can't believe i didn't tell you about it i don't know if you'd even be interested but the playstation booth was selling they had vinyl copies of the God of War soundtrack. What? Um, but the artwork was done by Mondo, um, like Derek. a Mondo artist. Ah, and I, for, I saw it and didn't buy it, and then forgot about it until right now. Derek. Um, and so you I'm sorry. Just I think you can me. get it. I, I think you can get it somewhere else, but I can't. Maybe they'll to have it honest. at PAX. Oh, maybe they will. They probably will. I mean, to be honest, I don't even care about a the vinyl as much. I just want the art. Oh, it was like, I don't have a record player, but it was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to send you a link to it right now and you're going to hate my fucking guts. <sighs> no, it's, it's fine. So I'm not going to hate you for it. Um, friends make um, mistakes. We forgive each other. It's but cool. my, uh, my, like, I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I spent a lot of money <laughs> on, on Mondo Prince. Because uh, I feel like when you're Canadian and you're down in the States, after a few days, you mostly forget that everything you're buying is going to cost you 40% more. Yeah. Um, because you just see the dollar amount or whatever, right? And so... That happened after um, I came back from Canada. I forgot that everything didn't cost me less. <laughs> you're like, oh, I should have spent more and money. Then, no, because then I got back to the States. I'm like, oh, this doesn't cost as much as I think it does. And I was like, wait. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait. <laughs> um, and then the... Yeah, so I spent... What was it? Like 220 US dollars on Mondo Prints. Um, and so it ended up being just over $300. Um, but I have not framed any of them yet. Yeah. Um, and we were going to, like, I showed Michaela. She's like, oh, these ones are super cool. We have a couple of frames that we kind of cycle posters out of um, every once in a while. And so we made a plan to do so, but haven't done it yet. Um, but also need to get more frames because now that we're probably at, like, seven or eight Mondo prints that aren't framed, plus a variety of other um, prints and other items that we would love to frame that we haven't. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where most of us are. Oh, no, I really want that. Isn't it so nice? Oh, man, I'm just going to pretend I didn't see that. And we can still be. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, you can literally. Can I order oh, it? Oh, it's pre. Yeah. Oh, I'm going I'm... to. It looks like I'm it. I'm going to buy that print because it's it's so beautiful. And it's the kind of thing that I would want to have. And I feel like it's, I feel like it's something where if you had it hanging in your house too it wouldn't be something that someone would be like oh that's a that's mm-hmm. a nerdy thing to have in your house did you see did you click through and see the like the sleeve art though no oh yeah yeah <gasps> on the on the upper left yeah isn't that amazing Dying. there's a pre-order button though right at the bottom of the page and if you click cart. add to cart straight up add then to what my happens cart. add it oh you can just can buy just it, it, looks buy it. Like. it's 35 dollars. that's so worth it i'll just frame it and put it on my wall with all the other things that I have right? now. Um, no, actually, I did a really good job of not over overspending on things at Comic-Con. But uh, I did realize, like, I ended up spending a lot of money on lift rides and, and food. 
Mm. So I'm reevaluating my my comic conning because I didn't enjoy it as much. You got to uh, you got to go to the grocery outlet and buy a box of granola bars. Yeah, why like didn't I you did. eat breakfast most days? Most days I was you like, only ate one if meal. I spend less. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And drank if the I rest. spend less money on food, I'll have more money for Mondo yeah. Prince. That's what that was my. Uh, that was just my, go to just go to the wired lounge I, and drink lunch like we did. Drink it. Drink we the had lunch. So much because there's no food. No, I realize I've never actually had a martini, and that was an mm. opportunity to drink a bunch of free ones if I wanted to, and I never did. And you didn't. So shame yeah. on me. Next, Next year. year, maybe. I don't know. I I still feel so dazed. You got to just start prepping now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I think that's part of it. I think if I had... it's only fifty. It's only fifty-one weeks till the next Comic Con. I feel like so. if I had prepped better maybe i would have done better and i still owe uh two articles that i have half written so hopefully um hopefully i'll have some time to do that i don't have really have like a lunch or breaks to speak of at work so i'm like i i have them but i mean i have to eat so and that's all the time i get it's just eating time so um but uh i'll try and i'll try and put some time aside afterwards and edit the podcast you're sure, like, sure. Yeah. it's fine Courtney. Sure. sure uh i don't think you said what else you've been playing though i, I did i talked about oh, what I else have you been Diablo playing three and torchlight too that's all i did i just was friends. oh yeah okay we you had just started oh, talking yeah. about those and then we got off on a oh, tangent right. about consoles um, yeah so diablo 3 i played i'm doing a season hero which i usually don't do um i love that this season they have double treasure goblins because treasure goblins are part of my favorite thing about diablo um mm-hmm. i like the noise they make i like the fact that they throw gold everywhere they're fun to kill um so i'm playing a wizard right now and i just have like a death beam which makes me happy inside mm-hmm. um and then torchlight 2 i think i fired up yesterday for the first time and i don't know how long and um i'm playing an engineer on that uh so i have like a giant ass hammer and I just whack things. Um, <laughs> and then I have a, a stag for a pet. And I really enjoy it. Like, so I know that the two games are basically the same game. They're both that kind of like dungeon crawler, smash kill, grab gold thing. Mm-hmm. I think I like, I mean, I like the aesthetics of Diablo 3 better. Because I kind of like that it's creepy. I feel like Tor- Torchlight's a lot more like bright and it's colorful more... though, isn't it? Like it's got its own yeah, charm I mean, as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful game. I just, I like the aesthetics of Diablo 3 better. But I like the mechanics mm-hmm. in Torchlight 2 better. So I like that you have pets that actually do something. So you can send your pet to town with stuff and they can sell it for you automatically and bring you back the gold. Mm-hmm. And you can also ask them to pick things up for you like um, health potions and mana potions so that you can continue to tromp through the wastelands and not have to return to town all the time because your pet can do that for you. Okay. Which I super enjoy. And then you can feed them things and turn them into different things so that they're like a and they help with you with fighting too. So you can turn them into like a mole beast and they do more damage or whatever. So um mm-hmm. also they're cute. Like it's fun. <laughs> so um but I like like the creepy, super gory aspect of Diablo three. So and then mm-hmm. we just learned last night, I think it was, that Torchlight 2 Riot Games is shut down last this last year. Yeah. So yes, I didn't did. I think we've talked about it before, but I didn't really put two and two together until last night. So it's sad. I feel like were they from No, they weren't. I was just I was like, are they from 
there's a there's a game company that has a similar name i think that is from vancouver that shut down mm. recently um but i don't recall what did they get shut down mm. i know nothing i'm like not the person to ask on this show <laughs> did they make torchlight riot games is league of riot, legends riot games is league of legends who made what am i thinking who made torchlight 2 runic games excuse me different r runic games yeah. runic games and they have and been shut down they made hog i think it's called uh they're from yeah. seattle too so yeah dang it's sad it's a good game i was you know i, I played the first one a lot i, I really like the first, first one. one but i did i do love the second one and i think i've actually beat the second one strangely i don't beat a lot of games mm, so. nice um mm-hmm. do we want to talk about geekscape stuff yeah, that we probably should. We kind of just transitioned super <laughs> so organically, organically into with the games we've been playing. Because while well, we were talking about Comic Con, and we talked about mm-hmm. playing Skyrim on the plane, and that just led into everything else. So there's a there's actually quite a bit of stuff Geekscape related going on. Um, so it, I thought it would be a great idea to just kind of talk about them for a few minutes. Um, we got two new shirts on that are now They're available online. Awesome. Um, it's been a. They're both online. They're both awesome. They're both very soft um comparatively to some of the previous shirts uh actually i guess technically online there's three new shirts because last year at comic-con we debuted kind of it's probably one of my favorite designs but it's like the geekscape it says geekscape in like it's like this weird like 3d vectory looking thing i picked up that one yeah yeah and so that one so that one's super cool um so that is online as well as there is a new one that says uh don't hate create um you've probably seen that one on the floating around instagram we've reposted a couple of uh uh pieces from uh a couple of people that i can't recall the names of right now but <laughs> um uh that that shirt's really cool that shirt's been getting some buzz uh there's a neat one that it's got like a wyvern yeah. on it as well um which is pretty cool it's like really stylized like campy art it and reminds I just me really, of like really like it like bad D fan art from like the 90s and i yes, love in, yes. in like the best way possible yeah. i definitely picked that one up as well oh totally yeah it's like deliberate and it's, it's really cool um so yeah and it's been some time since the online store was updated so the fact that um you know you don't have to be at comic-con to get any of these new shirts is pretty awesome because as much as we and you know as as many people as we get to see at comic-con most people don't go to comic-con so um you can pick them up now i think it's geekscape.bigcartel.com or if you just head to geekscape.net there will be a link to the store from there um on top of that uh just to push some more things on you there is a seed and spark campaign um which is a uh it's a crowdfunding platform uh very popular with independent creators um there is a seed and spark campaign right now uh for a geekscape um slash dweeb darlings uh co-production of a short film called stalking lavar um and so stalking lavar is a web series there's two seasons you can watch on youtube um they're it's pretty interesting and there are they essentially there are this is a standalone short film um but it's also a like it also acts as like a finale to the series itself um and so you've probably heard the voice of heidi on a few episodes in the past little while um but the the basically so it's a story of a woman finding her independence while grieving the loss of her father um heidi cousins is on a friends and family book tour alone to share her memoir stalking lavar 
after feeling accomplished, she realizes that she's still in search of everything. Will she find it? Um, so there's 18 days left as of this recording in the Seed and Spark campaign. Um, we're currently about a quarter of the way through. Um, Jonathan is co-writing. Jonathan is directing the project. Um, so if you have any money and you like Jonathan or you like Heidi or you like anyone else that's associated, there's some cool cast members that have been revealed um, so far. Uh, John's brother and current Lucha Underground and former WWE superstar. Not John uh, London. Uh, Paul London uh, is in it. The other one. Uh, not John London. Um, as Along with the, the other London. Um, or along with a variety of other people. Um, I threw a few bucks at it. I would just love to see it happen. Um, yeah. 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 That's pretty um, much it. Oh, and Guy's project is out, isn't it? No. So Guy, so uh, our Geekscape family member slash Comic-Con slash hotel room buddy, Guy, uh, who gave me my... F- <laughs> who gave me my first country bar oh, experience God. at Comic-Con. So his... <laughs> uh, his latest project which Jonathan actually was in Brazil uh, to work on as well but it's going to be it's actually got it's premiering theatrically uh, in Brazil next month not next month still July so September uh, will be when that one is um, that one is premiering uh, I'm not sure if what will be happening here but it will um, it basically it, it looks really neat actually uh, I don't want to botch the title but it translates i believe to cowboy heart um and he was kind of describing the story a little bit at comic-con this past uh week and i definitely am excited to watch it um that dude's got a lot of heart and uh i can't wait to see some of the stuff he does he's he shoots he's shot most of the recent geekscape stuff in terms of shorts and in terms of the el chucho stuff uh and everything like that so he's um he, he does some really good work and i can't wait to see it in a feature film um yeah how about some news uh news the only news that i really saw this week that stuck out to me of course i've been off the overwatch bandwagon for a bit doing fuck overwatch life. right i mean i love overwatch still i still oh, want to go and play it i mean just because you sold your copy doesn't mean i'm gonna give up my life it's fine um <laughs> where's the switch version huh play it in where's bed my switch oh man i could play it work then it would be great Part of me wants to get, so I need to update my computer. Part of me wants to get a laptop. Part of me knows it's a bad idea because the last time I had a laptop, I did play it in bed. I was playing WoW and I melted my computer and I'm just not allowed to do that anymore. Um, You melted like because you had it on the cushions and it couldn't or on the bed and it couldn't cool itself. Well, like I was sitting like partway up and I was using like my knees were up and I was using my knees as like. A sort of like rest for my computer and I didn't think it was that hot and I thought I had a thing underneath and apparently it didn't have enough breathing room and I like I literally melted the plastic um, aren't they supposed to like right check their temperature and like turn off if yeah, things get that dire I, mean, I actually burned my finger on it I don't oh, know this was back in like 2010 it's when it's when laptops were still new. They didn't have safety features yet. I don't fucking know. Like I don't know what it did. It just all I all of a sudden all <laughs> I knew was like I went to move and I realized that I was in trouble. So I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Anyway, that's fair. Um, but there is a new and this is gonna be hella old news. There's the new hamster ball guy out to play as a hero. <laughs> um may is being reworked currently i was told today in an instagram dm uh and and i quote the new changes are liddy i haven't looked at them yet i'm making a point to look at them this week because i really want to play overwatch because i fucking love that game even though all i do is play zenyatta 
Um, also, though, if you do not know, if you have Twitch and you have Amazon Prime and you link your, your accounts together, you can get two free loot boxes right now for Blizzard. So you can get some free loot boxes. Um, it's like the they're just giving you the first hit for free. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I've never bought one of these loot box things. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, I need more. I've never bought a loot box. I'm so proud of no? myself. It's. Yeah. <laughs> Did we talk about my spinner box addiction? How I'm like. I'm like a breath away from having a gambling addiction. If I no, I don't think life. so. What the fuck is a spinner box? So back back in the day, this is like 2010 during the dark times for me. Um, I had an Xbox and I played Spinner Box, as, which is like a mini game in Fable. I used to play a lot of the gambling games in Fable. Okay, yeah. And I used to sit and drink and eat chicken nuggets and play Spinner Box for hours, and it was a problem. <laughs> I would gamble away. Like, I'd either gamble until I ran out of money, or I would sit there and gamble until I had so much money that I didn't know what to do, and I would just go buy everything in the game. <laughs> and then if I ran out of money, I would go work, because you could work to earn money in Fable 2. I was pretty sure it was Fable okay. 2. And um, so I would work until I had money enough that I could go gamble again. It was uh-huh. a problem. Like, thank God that casinos don't exist in Alaska, and that I could There's no casinos in Alaska. No casinos in Alaska. Really? No, there's no game. There's no. But you're not in the. But you're not in Alaska. You're probably like I twenty minutes away from a casino. Right now I am. Right now I am yeah. forty minutes away from a casino. I have. You a, should go check it out. I've been to the casino here. and report live from the floor. Oh, it's bad. Actually, the last time I went, I went a hundred dollars, and I was really proud of myself. But I walked nice. away. It's really hard to walk away. So I don't go gambling. It's a problem. <laughs> anyway, uh. So yeah, so I'm very surprised you're not box. buying loot boxes. Then I know it's really it's a, I'm I can't start that. It's not a good thing, especially because when I want things, you know, like skins and stuff. Um, uh-huh. Also, though, Blizzard, <laughs> Blizzard somehow broke their lower tier leveling system in World of Warcraft. Really? Yeah. So you, if I remember this correctly, if I read it correctly, when you would go to level up as a lower level character. You can't level up properly the way you used to be able to. Usually when you start leveling, like you can level up to like level 10 rather quickly and then it kind of slows down for a while and then you level up quickly again. Somehow their leveling system got fucked and they don't know how and they haven't figured out how to fix it. And it's been like a week. And I feel like with a game like World of Warcraft, which has been around since, I don't know, the dawn of time, you would understand how to fix that rather quickly. So um, I think they released a patch for it a couple days ago to try and fix it and i don't think it did anything it may have actually made it worse so if you still play world of warcraft what i pity you because i know that deep dark hole and i'm so sorry but also like now you can't like you can grind which you already had to do you already had to grind the fuck out of that game now you're grinding the fuck out of that game and you you, you're still not going anywhere Mm -hmm. so i'm sorry guys it sucks um, which is also not good because they have a brand new expansion coming out not that far away from now, which I feel like they didn't really talk about at Comic-Con at all, considering how big they made um, like the Hearthstone stuff last year. I feel like uh-huh. WoW was a much bigger IP than Hearthstone, and there was like nothing yeah. about the new expansion coming out at all. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like Blizzard's just kind of going fuck you to, uh, to the WoW players this year. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So 
I saw recently, speaking of WoW as well, did you see that the this kind of excited me and I was like, oh, maybe I should try again. But if your subscription now just includes every like expansion up to the latest one, essentially. Oh, really? So when the next one comes out, you would still have to buy that. But just subscribing again, even if you were like, even if you last played Vanilla or Burning Crusade, when you subscribe, you just get access to all of them except for the newest one, essentially. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty before cool. before you had to purchase, like, you had to pay more each to have one. everything. Or you could pay for a bundle. Yeah, because you would, you would have to buy each expansion on top of your, um, on top of your subscription fee. Um, and so now, Which yeah, is... so now it's, I don't know if it'll continue. And when the next one is about to come out after the one that's about to come out, like the, the current like newest mad. one will be included like then. But if I was getting back into WoW, like, first of all, I hate that it's a subscription. Like, can I just pay for the game one time, please? Secondly, like, if I've already poured all that money into buying all those expansions, like, I would be mad now. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Just being. I think it's probably just being a, a bitter, crusty, mean person. Because also, if you're at the point where, if, like, like, for instance, if they continue this and, you know, two years from now, when the next expansion comes out, what's the one that's coming out called? Battle like the for one? Azeroth? Battle for Azeroth. So, so a year from now or two years from now, the next one is about to come out, and then Battle for Azeroth just gets included in your subscription. Like, I feel like like set, like starting that trend is fine, but also if you're to the point where you like now, how many expansions have there been? There's like ten plus expansions. There? There's a fucking million hours of content in the in this game. If you're at the point where you have to buy the expansion on the days that it comes out, like like okay do it if not wait a year and it'll be included in your subscription yeah. but like you know like there's so much content in there to see and do that yes you want to be one of the first ones to hit this expansion and, and visit this part of the world and, and get this gear like sure you can pay extra for it or wait a year and it'll just be included in your subscription so this is the seventh expansion since the burning crusade was released in 2007 which is when I started playing and now I feel like I'm real old um you're pretty old. I remember. You're pretty old, thanks, Derek. I, I, uh, I, pl- I was playing around at the same time. I played. I think I was playing when Burning Crusade came yeah. out, and I just remember how. Fuck! I think I only ever got to like level forty or forty-five or something I like can't. that. I just remember how fucking hard it was to get a map. Yeah, fuck that, man. I just remember like like playing for hours and hours and hours and not buying anything. Yeah. Just to try to get enough gold to get like a man. I remember like fighting with people about how bad I was and like trying to get people to not just drag me through everything. Like, cause I like to experience a game, but also mm-hmm. just like the sheer amount of money I poured into that game, just in subscriptions and like bullshit. I don't miss WoW. This part <laughs> of me misses WoW, but like I feel like that gap that WoW leaves in my heart, I fell with Guild Wars too. So. Guild Wars 2 was a lot of fun as well. But I missed the kind of... That one I liked because because WoW, I wow, I was playing it towards the end of high school and I just felt like it was like, oh, no, this week I'm going to play for 20 hours and then I'm not going to touch it for a month. <laughs> but so like having that subscription felt harder mm-hmm. because I felt like sometimes I would really utilize it and sometimes it would be an entire month and I wouldn't play exactly. it. Whereas Guild Wars, you would just buy it and you could dr- drop in and out and drop in and out whenever you wanted to. Yeah. So that was an aspect. I, th- I liked WoW much better as a game, um, but I liked that aspect of Guild Wars. And so I think that's, I kind of migrated over to Guild Wars 2 and it yeah, came out. Yeah, I like, I like the, like, I'm, I'm exactly with you. I would rather play WoW, but I like the setup of Guild Wars better. 
So mm-hmm. I just feel like I know. And Guild Wars 2 was newer. Yeah. It looked very pretty in comparison. But also, like, I don't know. There's something about, like, the janky nature of WoW that I miss. Um, also, I like the lore. Like, <laughs> You should play it again. Uh, no, I'm not doing again. that. I'm not doing subscriptions. I'm not doing it. Derek, I have no money. <laughs> I bought so many things. Uh, you a month a month ago. A month ago, you didn't have a job at all, and now you do. Oh, no. So you can probably afford ten dollars a month for, for work. Except for now credit. that I have a job, I have to pay for health insurance again because I live in a country that doesn't believe in socialized medicine. So <sighs> immigration. But Warcraft is only ten dollars. Just just pretend your health insurance is ten dollars more, and you can try <laughs> Warcraft again. Is it only ten dollars a month? I thought it was like. I think I so. I would like to try it again, actually. Or you could download it for free and start a new character, Just and you play can play ten, ten, um, to level ten every time. Play up. I think it's level twenty, isn't I thought it? That was ten. I thought All it, it wants 20, me to do is sign up for the. Ten is like fifteen minutes. Ten is like like you can get to level ten in like an hour. I can't, but you know, shop. Tell me how much you are I'm, World of Warcraft. I mean, I'm hyperbolizing slightly, but you just like run around your home base and kill some fucking wolves, and then you're, you're level ten. Wrong. Why won't you tell me how much you are Warcraft? I can't even talk. I'm so mad at you. Is it? Where's your? This is your shop. Click on shop. I clicked on shop. Tell me how much the subscription is. For fuck's sake, it doesn't even say. Uh it's fourteen ninety nine. Fifteen dollars. That's three coffees, though. That's, that's so. Uh, I'll just play Overwatch. <laughs> okay, it's okay. different. You're I am, missing out I though. Am. You're missing out on all the way through. The, the games. I'm trying to see I what the last one's called. I think the called. last one I... The, you could be a panda now. You could be the panda. Yeah, you you could be that panda. No, I'm cool not being a panda. They're the mola mola of the earth. I don't need that in my life. Hmm. Don't try and tempt me into shit, Derek. Come on. I think maybe we should do an experiment where we should all try and see, it. And see how much we like it. And then we can do a special episode of Warcraft? about how Warcraft and how feels. We, and how, it, yeah. how it's aged 12 years later. All right. There you go. Um... That I was all my news, idea. which devolved very quickly into just talking about bullshit. <laughs> uh, what do you got? You have all you yeah. have all the meat and um, potatoes this week. I got some news. Uh, so just a couple days ago, Microsoft finally—it's the end of July. It is it, July is over, and Microsoft finally revealed which games will be a part of Games with Gold for August. And after a couple of months, the last couple of months have been kind of hit and miss, and mostly miss. Um, but there's a great month coming up actually. So, um, we are going to have a, what is it this month? This month was like Assault Android Cactus, which is a really fun game. Something called Death Squared, which I never heard of and Splinter Cell Conviction on the Xbox 360 side, which I would be excited to play through again. Um, but starting for August, you'll have Forza Horizon 2, um, which I hear is a lot of fun and that's a pretty good timing seeing as Forza Horizon 4 Excuse me, Forza Horizon 4 will be launching this October um, for both purchase and for Game Pass members. So that one I'm really excited for. I'm excited to try out too so I can see kind of how that game feels. Um, You'll also get For Honor, which was that Ubisoft game that was like the one-on-one fighting with all the different like... I always feel like I just saw Samurais, but I think it's like a historical fighting game where you can pit Samurais versus ninjas or Samurais versus like, I don't know, other ancient other warriors. Other ancient warriors. Was there? Other, I don't know what else there is, is aside it, from samurai. Is it only uh, knights? Probably knights. I haven't. I like. I remember seeing it and going, "Oh, I should play that game." But I don't ever remember like like I'm looking at one of the screenshots. It looks like they have like medieval Western knights as well as Japanese samurai, mm. which is a weird mix, if you ask me. There you go. Yeah. So you just like fight 
them together. Um, and it looks it looks like fun. It looks like something I would never ever ever buy. Um, just because I mean I don't really I don't know when the last time I bought a fighting game is. I don't really like fighting games that much, but um, but it looks fun. I will download it for free and I'll try it for sure, absolutely. Um, and then on the Xbox 360 side, which of course you also get if you're an Xbox One owner because of the backwards compatibility. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, Dead Space Three is going to be one of the games, which is cool because that is the only Dead Space game that I have not played, and the series is fucking fantastic um, and terrible that the developers got shut down. Um, but uh, and it's kind of interesting. That means I think in the last year, year and a half, if you've been an Xbox Live Gold subscriber for that period of time, you have gotten every single Dead Space oh. game for free. Um, and it's a fantastic series, so that's cool. Uh, and then later in the month, you're going to be getting Disney's Epic Mickey 2, The Power of Two, um, which I've never played. I, I feel like I remember a lot of positive buzz around the first Epic Mickey, um, but I've never played them. And I kind of watched, watched a, tra- a trailer for it after that. It looks actually pretty neat. Um, I don't know if I'll play it, but uh, I will hit that download button. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so that's a good month. Um, Xbox, they're also just rounding out their uh, ultimate game sale right now too um which is pretty cool uh just a big 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 summer sale so tons and tons of games on sale i picked up a couple of things um one of the things that i was excited for but probably shouldn't have been and actually it's kind of a news piece as well but uh, major nelson tweeted just a few days ago that both silent hill hd collection and silent hill homecoming are now backwards compatible uh, on xbox one um the 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 HD collection is pretty notorious for being the worst <laughs> HD collection of all time, but also it's the only yeah I don't know no, how familiar no, you are with but, it, but oh the they yeah so it's pretty bad. So they gave so Konami at some point since the release of like Silent Hill two, they actually lost the source code I'm for sorry, the finished what? product, and so the yeah so they lost the source code so whatever whatever team they hired to create this hd collection to sell on ps3 and xbox 360 um they they essentially gave an unfinished product to that team that team that i believe if i remember correctly was like new ish developers and they had very 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 little budget um that konami had given them so they they basically had to finish the game with these pieces that they had um and it led to it's it's apparently it's i played it on ps3 the hd collection i don't really remember it so it'll be interesting to jump back into it on the xbox but uh like the fog is like fucked up and fog is the central element in silent hill basically um so the fog is messed up and there's apparently a lot of extra bugs they they redid the voices and stuff too with like better actors i think but i think people didn't like that because it wasn't the same or whatever um but there's also like i remember seeing screenshots and stuff of like there's town signs like there's sign the sign that says silent hill is in like comic sands and stuff like that they just fucked it up so bad when they were upraising the textures and stuff like that um so but it's also how else are you going to play silent hill 2 and 3 probably ever again because konami doesn't really make video games anymore um you know i that's a slight hyperbolization but it doesn't really feel like it um and they're pretty much done with the silent hill series it seems like based on how that last one went so um 
that I I was like started looking on eBay because I was like, oh shit, I want to play Silent Hill two again. No, um, and it, it goes it goes for quite a bit of money there. But then it was on sale for seven dollars in the Xbox Ultimate Game Sale, so I picked up a copy oh. of that. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was another cool piece of news that excited me. Most people probably won't give a shit about it, but <laughs> um, a couple other quick pieces. Uh, Amazon is now taking pre-orders for the Nintendo Switch online subscription. I didn't realize that was something that you sh- you would be able to really pre-order. I thought it would just be a you would just pick it up on this console yeah, itself um although i guess selling cards just like every other company does makes sense as well but they're selling three month and 12 month subscriptions um the service of course will cost 20 dollars per year um and it'll give you the ability to play online with your friends it'll also give you 20 cycling nes games um that you can play um and you'll also be able to use <laughs> use the mobile app on your cell phone to chat with your friends and not through the actual console itself because Nintendo, because Nintendo, I don't fucking know. Um, and then the cloud saving ability as well, which I think is the only thing that would. I'm probably like I barely play online on my Xbox, and I have not subscribed to PlayStation Plus in several years. Um, even though it's only twenty dollars, I don't think that I will jump on the Switch online because the NES games don't really interest me um, that much. Um, you know, I'd be more interested in looking at kind of been looking at the switch mod scene recently because there are now like there, it's still pretty early on, but there's now exploits that allow you to run homebrew, which means you can run a super Nintendo emulator or an an NES emulator or whatever, and choose the games you want to play rather than having to deal with Nintendo's like cycling out of NES games all the time type thing. So I started kind of looking at that might, might kind of take a look at that. It seems still seems pretty early, but um, it also means that there's there's a lot of progress that can be made on that. I mean, one. if it's so, anything like um, the Skyrim modding scene, then it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's quite a few people like there's quite a few people working on stuff for it, um, custom firmwares and stuff like that that will just allow you to do kind of a lot of different things that Nintendo has blocked so far. Like I think there was somebody that was building like a Netflix client um, and a media player and a web browser and tons of emulators and stuff like that so um it seems pretty cool um yeah do you are you gonna be do you think you'll be getting the uh online package for the switch or i mean i feel like the only reason why i would would be if i started playing and fell in love with playing Fortnite with people that would be like the Mm, only reason i think um everything else that i'm interested in playing on switch is either a solo adventure or something i'm gonna want to play physically with someone else there which i think like Mario, like Mario Kart, Kart and like stuff, um, which I think was the whole point yeah. of the Switch for me. Like, it was more portable and yep. convenient than like mm-hmm. to replace or be an addition to my PC gaming and like sort of my PS4 gaming. Um, I think yeah, it's found fair. that like I feel like one of our because I bought when I bought my PS4, which was about a year ago, I bought a year's subscription to the PlayStation Network thing. Um, which I then yeah. only used a handful of times. Like, I, I've only played with someone a handful yep. of times online. And, like, I downloaded a bunch of games, but now that I don't have that, like, I can't access them. And I don't miss any of those games. Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't, I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head what ones I downloaded. just to make, And I only did it just to have them. Right. Like, I don't think I played any of them. So, yeah, like, fair. I don't feel like I'm going to need to do that. 
So, but also I'm the uh-huh. wrong person to take. Can I ask? Because you said the only thing you could see is is getting into Fortnite and playing that there. Why would you choose the Switch over playing Fortnite on your computer, especially That's because it has thing. all that cross-platform that play, so, so you sense. could play? I with... think because I. <laughs> You're right. Why would I do that? Because <laughs> of the portability. Because you could play with your friends on yep. their Switches, or you could play with, like, if Michaela is playing on Xbox, which she does, yep. like, that sort of thing. That's it does have that cross-platform play, unless you're on PlayStation and, and 4. And that's not something I would want to play. That's not normally the kind of a game that I would want to play with a, a controller. It would be much more comfortable for me to play with my mm-hmm. computer. But, like, if I'm playing, like, yep. I'm trying to... I'm just, I mean, I'm working all the time now, and I'm going to be staying over at friends' houses, and, like traveling more so like the switch is just going to be my thing for a while so i feel like that would be why yeah but otherwise yeah no i would just play on my which would be a reason yeah, not fair. to get um, the nintendo plus whatever so yeah i mean it's like i think it's one of those things where they they're pricing it so inexpensively oh, yeah. compared to playstation and xbox but it also does so much less but i think it's one of those things where they just want you to because and there's also like it feels like on Xbox and PS4, every game has a multiplayer focus where on Switch, it feels like like the only things I can really think of are Fortnite or Splatoon or Mario Kart. Like I can't really think of a lot of other yeah. online multiplayer games. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where they're trying to price it so low that you're like, oh, well, it's only $20, so I'll just pay it and not worry about it type thing. But um, I don't know. I wish that they were doing more because it just seems still so bare bones. Um, especially, you know, especially compared to, you know, these companies that have been running their their Xbox Live Gold and PlayStation Plus for so many years. That yes, I can play online, but even if I don't, there's value to me having a subscription because yeah. you know I'm going to get a library of games every month. Um, you know, and and some people may utilize those games a lot more than others. Like you said, you haven't really missed any of those PlayStation four games now that you don't have access to them. But I've like, I know people that literally just buy a console and just buy live and just play what live gives them every month. And that's like, I mean, they're fucking winning because they only, only bought the console and the subscription and, and haven't spent fucking a million, a million dollars on games that they're never going to play. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think it's just because I don't play on the console as much. So maybe if I did, I mean, you're just going to only play Skyrim forever, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, last piece of news for me that I really want to talk about. Uh, there is a official trailer for the next major Fallout uh, mod, uh, and it's called Fallout Miami. Um, and so they have... Um, I can't remember who... I'm just trying to see who is doing it i don't it doesn't say but the um it's a big team of mod makers basically they've done it they've done similar things before but they release kind of these trailers and start seeking volunteers to help them finish this big project um and so this is a essentially a mod a full total conversion mod called fallout miami um, which should be slightly larger than the far harbor map uh from the excuse me from the fallout 4 expansion was a pretty fucking massive pretty fucking massive expansion um this will, of course, only be on PC just because of the just the total conversion aspect that's required. Uh, Fallout 4 does support mods on Xbox One and PS4, but in a more limited fashion. Um, yeah, there's no launch date as of right now, uh, but it's still it's kind of it looks like a it's like a Vice City slash uh, slash Fallout feel. It looks pretty freaking cool. Um, and I told you about this one before we started because I, I watched it right before we started. <laughs> 
the guy who's narrating the trailer sounds like a grumpy old fucking New Yorker who retired to Miami to just fucking golf and not worry about shit. And then, and then the bombs fell, and he's and then done the fucking bombs fell. Shit. And it is the funniest fucking thing. He is so salty. He is so grumpy. It is the perfect like. It's not the accent I think of when I think of Miami. Like when I think of Miami, I think of more like you know more of a Latin accent mm-hmm. or something. But this this was like. Or, like, a southern accent when I think of, like, Florida. But, like, this old fucking grumpy old man. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to meet him. <laughs> he's just too perfect. He looks like he's pissed off that he doesn't get bagels anymore. That's what he sounds like. It's great. <laughs> uh, and I I don't know. Like, I love the Bethesda, like Bethesda modders. Like, whether it's Fallout or Skyrim. Like, every, every single one that I've seen is amazing. And, like, this, the fact that you've basically created... Mm-hmm. What Bethesda did, like they did Fallout New Vegas. Now you have Fallout Miami. You have Fallout New California. Like these are modders. These aren't like big, expensive projects. Like these are volunteers and people who just love the game. And I love that that happens. I think that's mm-hmm. a community that's pretty specific to Bethesda yeah. games, actually. So, mm-hmm. it is. I don't know if you saw. There was. It was just after Fallout seventy six was revealed but there's a uh, it's about an hour and 20 minute long documentary no. on youtube by no clip who just has has an amazing it's it's this youtube channel and they are all these like self-funded video game documentaries and so they have ones about like the witcher and that whole series and they have ones about bethesda um so there's like a history of bethesda one that's like a feature length documentary and um you know they're basically at the at the bethesda's headquarters and chatting with a lot of the um like the the main people like todd howard and everything like that um and they go through the entire history of the company and all the games they released and there's a big section on just how important modding is for bethesda and so i I just remember them talking about as they develop these new projects and as they develop these new engines and stuff like that the just how like they always have the idea of like mon like modders are always in their like like radar like they're always thinking about how 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 can they build the tools that they're building so that people can also augment their games and stuff like that and just that's pretty cool because that's something that i feel like you don't see from a lot of publishers anymore and they seem to be putting it like like that is an important aspect right from the beginning of the game it's a super interesting documentary though um you know they talk about yeah they talk about like right right back to like the original Elder scrolls and stuff like that and and how like it's really interesting seeing they talk about all these elements and components of certain games that didn't work that they had to cut or that then showed up later in another game or having to cut things like morrowind down because oh now we're going to release on the xbox and and the xbox can only hold this much this like this much storage and everything like that super interesting documentary though um yeah and they i've watched a couple others of theirs because they have they had a fallout 76 specific one and there's a witcher one and there's a rocket league one and a dozen other ones um and they're all like really really high quality it's a pretty cool channel i'm gonna have to watch it because i got really into yeah i I don't my skyrim is minimally minimally modded because of my okay. system restrictions that I have because my computer is so old right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but like I have a I have a list from one of the Skyrim modders I watch on YouTube. He's hilarious, and I just have like a list of the things I want to put in <laughs> that I just can't because my system okay yeah my system can't do it right now. It's, <laughs> it's like once I get a new graphics card, I'm I gonna install new, this. Oh, I had I had a meltdown the other day because my audio quit working on my computer, and I oh okay I had. 
I spent like two hours on one day and like an hour on another day fixing it. I figured it out. But like I'm getting to the point where like I need a new graphics card. I'm running an i5 processor, but it's also six years old. Uh, I can oh, use wow. a solid state drive. Like my my rig is my rig is six years old, almost seven years old. Uh-huh. So it's time for me to upgrade. Um, so if anyone wants to donate to the Help Courtney Not Be Sad Fund, <laughs> uh, I would. I need a new graphics uh, card, and they're expensive. <laughs> Fucking Bitcoiners. They are. Fucking Bitcoiners. Maybe if you would have, if you bought Bitcoin all that time, all that long. ago. I didn't know about Bitcoin until it was um, too late. Dang. So, oh well. Uh, yeah. I don't want to talk about Bitcoin. Do it. I think that's it. Right. Uh, yeah. I think mission oh, objective yeah. is. Yeah, we do that each and every week on the Geekscape <laughs> Games podcast, <laughs> the number one podcast about video games on the Geekscape.network. Uh, so this week's question, uh, I thought it was a pretty interesting one. This comes from True Gaming, uh, the subreddit, as most of our mission objectives do because they ask the most interesting questions on the internet about video games. Um, we're getting to the point where a lot of people are starting to talk about next-gen. Um, you know, we're probably still a couple years off in terms of next-gen consoles from today, um, but it's an interesting question was raised, and it's like, it's at this point, what developments slash features are needed for next-gen games? What would a next-gen game look like to you? Why don't you start, Courtney? Why don't you start? Um, I think if you get past the the g- the generic and I'm gonna be a bitch the generic oh it needs to have 4K beautifulness or it must be in VR um I think the real thing for next gen games is making it less like not just being able to sit and play a game that someone else is playing at the same time as you but being able to make it feel more like you're playing a game with people because I think that's something that I've been looking for in games more and more in the last couple of years is not just games that I can play cooperatively with people or on a team with people, but that make me feel like I'm playing with people, if that makes sense. So like, um, it's not just me and my buddy, like talking on Skype and playing Half-Life 2 or Overwatch or Torchlight 2, but like feeling like I'm actually working with them to do something. So more like the games, like, um, what was it called? Get Out, where you're at, like- uh, A Way Out. A Way Out, yeah. get out it's a different thing courtney very different (laughs) um but like a way out so like you you're it's that feels like it took that whole idea of a co-op a step further because i mean you could have that kind of in half-life too but it took it a step further um or um like just finding better ways of bringing people together um because i think that's something that now that now that we're connecting with people all over the world all the time with the internet and that's become kind of like an expectation i think the next mm-hmm. way of getting into it is doing things like i want to play virtual reality with people but i want it to feel like someone else is actually there or like mm-hmm. have more of that experience of someone being with me um because yep. i think that's something i've been missing more when i think about things like playing um dungeons and dragons the words lost <laughs> right you know, like I miss playing at a table with people. Well, if you could tell me that I could play Dungeons and Dragons virtually with everyone, I would go out and buy. I don't care how much it would be. I would go out and buy like the PSVR, and I would keep my PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I would pay subscriptions, and I would have whatever in order to do that. Because I think that's some of the stuff I miss most about playing with people. I see. So that makes sense. That's my line. Uh, you know, there's like video calling, and you could like look at all the people you're it's playing. It's not with. the same. <laughs> I mean, I know. Yes, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. Uh, 
yeah that was that was a good that was an interesting answer i feel like for myself like you said like i want more k's and more vrs and you're like fuck all that like i i was playing on the xbox one x like it is by far i mean i think it's by like something like 30 percent or something more powerful than the ps4 pro and it's to the point where most of the games that are on it that are xbox one enhanced uh, xbox one x enhanced sorry you can play in 4k Mm. and but most of them they have it's a trade-off it's a choice you can play either in 4k um, so you can favor resolution or you can favor frame rate Mm -hmm. and so typically you can play these games either in 1080p at 60 frames a second which is fucking glorious in terms of looking at the motion of the motion of those games or you can play it in 4k in where everything is so much sharper but then you're looking back down to a 30 frames per second uh experience and so the i mean just being able to play some stuff in like being able to play games in especially games like like we saw so many insane looking trailers at this year's e3 like for Mm -hmm. cyberpunk 2077 and for halo infinite and a number of other games sony had some amazing looking games showing off but being able to play those in a in in a 4k and a 60 frames per second um uh, like experience at the same time would be unbelievable um i also want to see i i do i love playstation vr and playstation vr i think has done a lot of good for vr as a whole just in terms of it came out and it was immediately a more accessible vr platform because everyone already had a ps4 and you don't need anything else and it was less expensive than an oculus or an htc vive um it was just so much more adaptable but it is like like having and it's something that i feel like it feels great and it feels fine and it's so much fun to play but when you go to a comic con or something like that and you put on that htc vive or that oculus rift that is the those are the moments you realize how much better things look and feel on those other platforms um they you know they have to do a there's a lot of limitations for the playstation vr just because i mean to not get sick you have to run these games at 60 frames per second um or 90 frames per second in, in a lot of in a lot of uh, titles as well and so that means you're really limiting the graphical capabilities just so that you can get this thing running to a point where you don't want to throw up yeah. and i love my playstation vr i play it fairly regularly i love it pe- when people come over who haven't experienced it because they like they either they've tried other vr or they haven't tried vr at all and literally everyone that's tried it, it just has a fucking huge smile on their <laughs> face and that's like uh, i don't know it feels like it's like a new way of like we can't play games beside each other anymore because consoles don't have split screen but i'll watch you play vr and i'll have fun doing it like i don't know it's like a new way of like connecting almost or something but that i mean and that's just from a technical aspect i think that there's I, I think that the things that I think about, like we're at a point where games are fucking beautiful mm-hmm. and, and it's not that things couldn't be beautiful on an N64 or a Super Nintendo or whatever, but they these worlds are absolutely breathtaking. And, you know, there's games like frequently in games now you'll be you know you'll be watching a cutscene and then you'll be like oh shit i'm controlling it now that cutscene is over because the games themselves look as good as the pre-rendered cutscenes are or they're not even pre-rendered anymore because the in-game engines just look so good yeah god of war was an example of that where i'm like why what why isn't he moving and i'm like oh i'm actually in control again now like this cutscene has ended uh that is a great example of that because that game is beautiful (laughs) and they you know like in in terms of them be like their presentation their looks and their sounds and the way they feel i feel like they 
I don't know, like it, it feels crazy to think it could get better than that. Um, I think areas where they could, that they're still are sometimes lacking is, and it's not even a big deal, but things like load times mm. and stuff like that, like those, you know, in games like, I, I mean, we're talking about old games now, but Skyrim or Fallout 4 or whatever. Well, but when I, opened it, I had a, a wait time to load things up. Yeah, there was some bloating there, but like when games, you know, games like like Skyrim and Fallout 4, when it's like, oh, I'm going to go in this building mm. and now I have to wait 15 or 20 seconds for that building to load up. Like being able to do all of that stuff more seamlessly and not break the world up into these chunks that feel like, you know, it feels like a game when it's like I open this door. Oh, now I have to go to a black screen while yeah. it loads, like getting rid of those elements and just have a door open and be able to go through that door like that feels next gen and and just just making it seamless, making the world more seamless. We're at the point where it's seamless in terms of visuals and storytelling and audio and everything like that. But but the techno aspects of it, I still have a ways to go, I think. I um, think our major yeah. difference too between like what you're looking for and what I'm looking for. Like I'm willing to wait for things to load and like God of War blew my mind, but the fact that it was seamless the entire time that you didn't have load screens. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I think because you live where your friends are closer, or at least you have Mika. I just don't have friends. I mean, you have some friends. I've met them. <laughs> but like <laughs> I hired those hired people. Them. They're all paid actors. Um but like you you have more access to like people to play with i think than i do cuz like mm-hmm. my my friends that live close by are not gamers um mm-hmm. and by close by i mean they're still an hour away um so like my closest my closest gamer friends are you and mika <laughs> and then okay. after you is like i think josh is closest and then and then shane so like if you're not in canada like you're my clo- canada is my closest gamer friends so for mm-hmm. me, like wanting to play with people, like I can't just pop over and like hang out without having to make like a seven hour drive. So mm-hmm. I think f- that's why I'm more like, I want more ways to play with my people. Yeah, that's fair. And I, well, and I feel like my, like I very much probably 90 and by choice, like 95% of the time I'm not playing multiplayer yeah. games. Like I don't really play multiplayer, whether it's online or whether it's local, aside from things like Sea of Thieves or things like Mario Kart yeah. or whatever. Like I am more interested in single player story based yeah. games. And, and that's where um, I've been up and so until that is, too. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why I feel more like like in terms of those games, the stories have never been better and the visuals have never been better. And I don't know what aside from aside from making it sharper and increasing the frame rate, like it's already we're we're looking at perfection. Essentially, it feels like already and it's hard to fathom what comes next. But those are the areas that you still notice is like like this loading up or that loading up and God awarded a great oh, yeah. job of, of the sections where it did need to load. It hit it really well, like with those ele- with elevators or whatever. And, and that helped to not break the immersion. Um, I feel like AI is a, is like the actual intelligence of the enemies and stuff that you're facing is yeah. something that, that I feel like could be a big, like we could see we could see move forward in a big way in the next generation just like in terms of even talking about god of war it felt like and not just god of war but almost every game it feels like you know the enemy types have a very specific pattern and they don't break from that pattern and and they very rarely adapt to the way that you're playing and when a game does do that when a game does have have you know enemies or or computers that adapt 
to you in real time, like those often feel like standard experiences because you do have to, you have to adapt your play style. You can't just, you know, they're using a formula, the, the enemies are using a formula. So you're going to use your own formula because it's the same every single time. Like, I feel like that is stuff we're going to see a major change in, in the next generation, um, which is good. I feel like that'll, it's going to help make those games feel more, I don't know, more real, um, more immersive again. Like it doesn't, you know, if I know that this enemy is running at me and is going to do a, like a stab and a stab and then a swing like that, that makes it feel more like a game when you know the formulas that these characters are going to take. And so when that, when that gets broken away, I think that you're looking at a just, just a totally different experience. So we're both looking for immersion. It's just two different Mm -hmm. kinds of immersion. So either like both, why not both? immersion like unbroken immersion in single player games and then a more immersive way to play in groups that's what we yep, want yeah make it happen everyone some we're lazy uh you could play vr ch- you could play vr chat that sounds like a terrible idea <laughs> you I've could be the, the ugandan knuckles <laughs> i've seen the youtube videos you could find I, a way i don't think i will not, not with that no, attitude I'm so i'm so negative it's fine <laughs> yeah i think and with that That has been level 163 of the Geekscape Games podcast. Um, Where can they find you? Uh, Just look for me on Twitter. I'm other places, but please just find me on Twitter. It's so much easier for me. Uh, You can find me at AK Geeky Girl. And if you really want to look for me somewhere else, I'm usually Geeky Girl AK. Um, Don't forget to check out our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Geekscape Games. There's also Geekscape Forever which is our general love fest of geeks and the proper Geekscape Facebook page. Derek. Yes. So you can find me at, at D on Twitter and I am captain K 17 across gaming platforms. Uh, be sure to look at the geek out uh, for Geekscape forever on Instagram as well. I heard you mention Geekscape forever. I don't know. I did not talk about Instagram, Instagram which has, so now, so we have, so it's an Instagram page. There are we're still seeing a lot of cosplay photos from San Diego Comic Con flow through. Um, you know, just generally kind of cool stuff that we don't fit anywhere else can make it there. Uh, Michaela's kind of been managing a lot of that stuff, and I think uh, it's been pretty cool. We've seen a big increase in followers uh, as we go through these conventions and as we take pictures of all the amazing cosplay and crazy fun things we're seeing. Um, so please look out for that at Geekscape Forever on Instagram and give us a follow. Uh, and just to push it one more time, if you are interested in taking a look at the stocking lavar seed and spark page you can go to seed and slash fund slash stocking lavar um there's a little a bit of a uh, uh, uh funding video up there and you can kind of get a idea for what the project is going to be about um but yeah i think that is it for us thanks so much for listening again and we will be back next week with more bye bye, bye.